Four presents the Diving Bell versus the Butter Glider. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. Welcome to the second half of season four. I composed a song about how much I love it. Cue Disney strings. Ahem. For you, for listeners, uh, <laughs> we're just starting right now. In real life, we had to wait a whole season break. We did. We had to wait until uh, until the heady days of 2010. Uh, icing had taken the nation by storm. We were recovering from the uh, from the uh, BP oil spill, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, we, you know, the Tea Party was sweeping the nation and ruining politics forever. I uh, I misheard you. It sounded like you said icing. Yes. sweeping the nation icing do, do you remember bros oh, icing oh, bros yes. oh, okay i thought i was thinking of cake icing i mean icing always sweeps the nation <laughs> yeah people love it people yeah love that shit uh, that's what i got confused but yeah i remember icing bros and planking oh yeah planking um you know before it gave way to the much lamer t-bowing yeah t-bowing yeah yeah uh, you know the kids the kids um, you know the kids yeah. 11 years you know ago the kids. you know the kids the adults now they vote they ice and they vote according to the bumper stickers so be careful you know uh i plank and i vote <laughs> really confusing sign to hold up at a protest <laughs> Uh, oh gosh this episode is written by uh, jackson public mm-hmm. originally aired september 12th 2010 and this is reintroducing everything and then also jam-packing a bunch of fun ideas that he had yes into an episode yeah this is uh, i think this is a real fun episode <laughs> this this is uh two uh, uh separated uninvolved plots um mm-hmm. that uh that collide together at the end in a very fun way yeah and both plots are fun mm-hmm you know, uh, the monarch gets a new toy and gets super obsessed with it. And then on the other side of the things, the protagonists shrink down and go inside Rusty's body to fix an embolism. Yep. Uh, fantastic voyage style. Yeah. Doing the, uh, doing the old inner space. Uh, I'm a fan of that trope. I like, uh, I like the, the, the shrinking down and going in the body. That's one of the, uh, one of the better episodes of, uh, uh, Futurama when they mm. go, when he, when he eats the, uh, the, the, the gas station bathroom, egg salad sandwich and he gets the worms. <laughs> um oh yeah this was uh almost a two-parter because jackson couldn't figure out how to get this down to length Mm -hmm. um they were going to do assisted suicide stuff in it um an episode we're doing later which you can kind of see it would be like doc's perspective yeah during all of this uh that ends up being since that got written first though Mm -hmm. because doc hammer was a little quicker um that ends up being his own episode which we'll cover later yes yeah so he, <laughs> uh, public couldn't just uh, put his name on the card before the party, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, the, the, the monarch's new toy is the butter glider. Uh, very obviously a green glider kind of uh, kind of homage. Uh, this mm-hmm. was. Green Goblin. Uh, yeah. Not the green glider. Green glider. Well, he has a green glider. It's, a, that, it's that's what green glider. That's what green, green Goblin calls his glider the green glider. What else would he call it, he, Gary? He calls it the pumpkin glider. That's dumb. 
Night, dude. Green Goblin's kind of like, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Green Goblin. Uh, Jackson had just doodled the monarch doing like a, uh, uh, you know, Green Goblin kind of thing, like a uh, like a Halloween costume. Halloween costume. Yeah. And he figured, yeah. oh, well, that, that'd be fun. We can just give him a glider. That'll be, that, that, that'll be neat. And because Public mm-hmm. is a huge Spider-Man fan, like at the end of this, we get a good, uh, you know, homage to that one Spider-Man cover where the Green Goblin is uh, Dragon Spidey uh, behind the glider, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets to introduce Brown Widow this season. He does. So, exciting. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a musical number in the middle of this episode for no reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. It's endearing. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. It is really weird, though, and it's weird how much of the, um, the post-commentary mm-hmm. concentrates on it between the commentary track and the book. Yes. Um, it's the only thing really from the show that they talk about on the commentary track. It, yes. It, it's really low on the, the relevant commentary track mm-hmm. rankings. Um, and it, it's, it's like a minute it's, it's, it goes by so quick. Yep. Uh, and it's, you know, doc is very impressed, like composing the song in just like three hours. Like the book is, it's a whole page mm-hmm. of him writing about their process for doing this. Yeah. Um, it's really strange to me. And he, you can see the growth because on the commentary, he's mm-hmm. very defensive about his process. And in the book, he's like, yeah, this would be a nightmare to work with. <laughs> yeah. Those, uh, those intervening years, the six or seven years in between those, I think were probably pretty good for him. Uh, it does yeah. sound like a nightmare. Uh, because you know, he wrote it and he did all of the, uh, he did all of the, uh, uh, like instrumentation. Right. And instead of yeah. putting something down in sheet music to give to, pu- you know, the public who can sing. Right. Um, yeah. he just provided, uh, like a little like instrumental track of like, okay, here's the melody for it. And then as a director, he did nothing to convey what public was, was supposed to do. So this, what we get is just thousands of punch-ins. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it, he wrote, he went and wrote a song with real weird meter, mm-hmm. um, you know, where lines start, you know, earlier or later than you might think. A lot of borrowed beats. Is, yeah. Yeah. A lot of borrowed beats. And that's not something Disney does. Nope. Or anything. I don't know why he chose to do it that way. And then was like <laughs> mad when Jackson couldn't get it. Right. <laughs> it's super strange. Um, the, uh, so that's most of the, the back matter. Um, there's some other good, like little details. Uh, in the, in the book and everything. Uh, my favorite one is, uh, you know, they had planned to do this for a while and they were talking about inner space mm-hmm. and how Jackson was going to go buy it on DVD, but couldn't get it on DVD mm-hmm. and how that exact exchange ends up in the episode. Yeah. Um, uh, that's between, real fun. In between drafts, they learned that it was made on DVD. Uh, yeah. he just didn't look <laughs> hard Why don't enough. they put it on DVD? They do. You know, it's, <laughs> like, it's very funny. Yeah. Um, this was a uh, thing they had planned for the first season mm-hmm. doing a, a inner space or fantastic voyage um but they ended up watching an episode of sea lab that made all the same jokes mm-hmm. um so they had to wait four years uh, to do it. <laughs> i'm happy they did because the twist on that is very is very entertaining to me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so uh and that's not something they could have done in uh in season one i think the show is mm-hmm. uh it, it is smarter and it has more lore i think to you know to bank on uh that and we wouldn't have had uh we wouldn't have had uh, uh holy diver what's his name yeah, uh, surely. We oh, oh, surely. surely. Yeah. 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 Or holy diver, but really it's 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 all about boom, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> really. Barack of ages. Yeah. Yeah. 
The oh. Brock blocking me. Um, <laughs> the uh, Jackson are talking to a doctor about what they would find in Rusty's body, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he says in the commentary, "scientist friend." Yeah, um, <laughs> so I know they're a doctor. <laughs> yeah, just, I just I just assumed doctor. I don't know. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the doctor was like, "Hey, man, nobody's ever done anything with phages. Mm-hmm. Look up phages; they're cool." Uh, and this is how Jackson got uh, Phineas Phage. Great name. And a his plus. proteins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a plus villain name, Phineas Phage. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And he will uh, he'll show up and ends up actually being a little bit important in the last season. Mm-hmm. Weirdly. Yeah. He's part of the, yeah. uh, the, the, the New York crew that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, let's, let's into jump it. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we open up. We are in media res. Uh, we, we are watching from the perspective of what seems like, you know, like just, we're just seeing through Rusty's eyes. We're actually just seeing, seeing through I, because half of him is awake. Uh, he's half paralyzed. Like he's had what appears to be a stroke, uh, as the cocoon is attacked led by 21. Yes. Uh, this is, this is really good. Uh, you know, Sergeant Hatred is driving the tank. He's very stressed out. Dean is giving them directions, and it pans over to Hank just using this turret. <laughs> yeah. uh, anytime you, you pan over to one of the boys using a really, really, you know, oversized gun, <laughs> it's very funny to me. Um, oh, God. Hank, and, Hank, uh, Hank with, the, uh, with the body gun. That's <laughs> just a big piece. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Um, you know, 21 sees, you know, it's like, oh, it seems like they're getting away. And 21 says, not on my watch. Hit him with both barrels. And both barrels are the moppets uh, being deployed on little motorcycles. Yep. Uh, for the first time in their henchmen outfits as the pupae twins. Uh, uh, well, they're in the pupae twin outfits at first. And then they shed that to the henchmen outfits. They literally <laughs> yep. go through the life cycle in the scene. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, and, and, and they deploy. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. hatred kind of has to do some tricky, some tricky driving uh, to shake them, uh, get, to get them to crash and uh, get to the hospital, um, uh, which yeah. the uh, which they won't, uh, uh, the, you know, you know, 21 won't pursue them because it's a Catholic hospital. It's hallowed ground. They're not in yeah. the game. <laughs> yep. It's, it's just honor. Uh, the hatred is great in this episode. He's really competent. Yes. Uh, he freaks out later. Mm-hmm. But early on, like this is good bodyguarding. It is. <laughs> Um, we cut over to the Monarch, uh, subplot where they're having a party, um, for, uh, King Gorilla getting out of jail. Um, the sign is the get out of jail free card, but with a monkey, mm-hmm. uh, very cute. <laughs> yep. Um, and he's, he looks real bad though. He's hooked up to oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. He's real um, thin. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, I think the Monarch says he looks like an empty gorilla suit wearing the stop making sense suit. <laughs> yeah. He, with a, a gorilla suit with nobody in it wearing the stop making sense suit. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, <laughs> they give him a shirt with his old sidekick, statutory ape, mm-hmm. which is a sex assault joke, but a joke that worked really well on me when I first saw this. Yeah. I thought um, statutory ape was very funny. It is a well-composed pun about a horrible thing that probably wouldn't fly today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's also since you know it's an ape. It just mm-hmm. I guess it maybe is just an underaged ape. Yeah, and maybe. those are legal. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna make jokes. Oh man, uh, but not legal to have sex with. They're just legal to exist. Like okay. the ape can exist. Yes, the ape That's can exist. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about the social mores of the ape of of the ape society. Is so. I, what goes on in that culture? Yeah. I have. I, have, I mean. Yeah. yeah Jane Goodall. Yeah. The best prob- probably episode. Jane Goodall. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm I'm no. Gary Butterfield. I'm Cole Ross, and I'm Coco. 
and we're yeah. here to discuss the we're, issue. Right, we're not, not going to get that liar who taught Coco sign language. Come on. Yeah. I know no, it's complicated, but, it's actually but yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, um, just like taking a really hard stance on that heartwarming story. Yeah, you hate Coco. <laughs> you wish you could step on Coco's no, neck. I, I, love, I love Coco. I hate Coco's uh, uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah. Coco yeah. was very happy. Yeah. She got That's, to see all kinds of nipples. She got to feel them, you know? Yeah, she loved nipples. Yeah, um, she was sad when Robin Coco. Williams died. Yeah, I love it. It's so it's so heartwarming. <laughs> um, what a good ape! Yep, much um, better than King Gorilla. <laughs> yeah, King Gorilla is a little uh, a little sketchy for me. Uh, they're they're interrupted though. The cocoon arrives. You know, twenty one is pulled up from his uh, from his first uh, solo command. Doctor misses like, hey, you know, we got to come do the debrief. Do you want to come with us? And the monarch is he's kind of conflicted about it. He's like, ah, I don't know. And he just kind of like says wistfully, ah, I remember my first solo command. Like, so, you know. it it took me. A, I don't think they do a good job of of doing the blocking for what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it took, it took me a little bit to figure out what's happening is he's looking at King gorilla. He's sad because he knows he's going to die someday. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about 21 as a new villain. And that is what drives him to go buy the, the butter glider. Oh, okay. That, that makes way more sense to me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, later in the episode, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch says, I just chalk, chalk this up to a midlife crisis thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, that seemed like a throwaway. And sure there would have, it's a total throwaway. I sure and and what unlocked it for me was reading that there was tons of stuff cut out. Yes. from the episode. Yeah, um, that's a good way to put so it together. Co- I literally thought it, that it was just a joke about the monarch being insensitive about the safety of, of his men. Yeah, no, he he's uh, he's he's having a crisis. Yes, here because it also explains why he gets so weird about the butter glider. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's uh, it's more to him than just a, a vehicle. Yeah, know? yeah. That, that that makes this work way better for me. Like I already liked it. It yeah. was fine because what he does is funny, but making it mm-hmm. be a meaningful character beat actually improves it for me. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I it's a and I did I didn't get it until this watch. So, <laughs> so don't, prob- don't feel bad. I don't think they do a good job se- explaining seven it. Seven to eight watches in. Yeah, yeah. I've seen this episode many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, he gets a the king gorilla gets a gift from the monarch. Um, it's a carton of cigarettes, and everybody <laughs> gives him a look. Uh, and nobody told Monarch yeah. that uh, King Gorilla was dying of lung cancer, presumably. Right, so. right. I didn't know he was sick. I think that that would be yeah. a you know a fun gift, like you know, to get from a former Sully. You know, like ah, oh, we can just get him out here. Yeah, it's the this uh, is like a thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Originally, uh, this was going to be a party for uh, King Gorilla and Tigerific, mm-hmm. and they cut that out. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, sure. Yeah, I I'm, I miss Tigerific, um, you know, like we all do. But <laughs> yeah, uh, doesn't have a place in this it's, episode. It's nice to want Tigerific back, but the the, yeah. the 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 focus here is good, especially with how like how weirdly important King Gorilla ends up being. So yeah, yeah, to this uh, this season, this yeah. half season. Yep. Um. So back at the compound, hatred is comforting Dean, and their conversation makes it sound for all the world like they had to euthanize Rusty because he didn't have insurance. <laughs> or yeah, or, or at the very least, like, they couldn't treat him at all. Yeah, uh, which is is what happened. They 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 can they couldn't treat him. They could treat him up to a point. Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll, we'll find out what happens soon. Um, he gives uh, hatred gives Hank the single. You know, he's like, okay, but we have one last thing we can try. Mm-hmm. And they put up the conjectural technology signal. <laughs> uh, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could, we could have seen Rusty's reaction to this being installed. Uh, <laughs> Me too. 
uh, and then I love this. I love this little sequence. They, I love that they talk how they talk about it in the book and the the commentary. Like, you know, he's like, oh, I don't know how we're, this script, script just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And they do this, you know, minute long joke. It's only kind of a joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the commentary, you know, goes a long a long way into like this is about the time where Family Guy started really leaning into the way too long joke kind of thing. Yeah, um, there's actually like a direct commentary on that in the episode itself here, right? Uh, a little bit, a yeah. little bit later, but like they're talking about it, um, and, and you know, like I'm, I'm curious about the question they asked you, like how do they represent that in the script? Like, yeah. <laughs> like how yeah. do they, how do they like indicate that? Like, here's how much, here's how much time this is going to take, so that, yeah. so that they don't like overpack the episode. I'm curious. Doc about says, that. like, do you just put excruciating three minutes? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, um, um, but this is good. I, I I love that they that they see the B- Billy sees the signal and he does the Ghostbusters. We got one, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and they get on their conjecture cycle. Yeah, which they, is a motorcycle with uh, two motorcycles put together mm-hmm. um, that can separate. Uh, and there's all kinds of like you know blue leader ready for separation. <laughs> you know stuff. It, it's very similar to uh, Ventronic. Yeah, um, or it's like the uh, uh, the 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 um, holy diver armor, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It just it, it's it's hilarious because like it, it's this whole sequence to do something that they should need to do pretty quick, and they only do it just like to send Pete up on like a little you know di- diversion, no, no like point. a service road, right? Then they join yeah. back together, but then when they need to be able to do it to get around the fountain, they can't do it in time, so they crash into it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cute, it's a super cute little joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is how they spent uh, their the, the, $10 million that they got from the investors or from GCI yes. insurance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come back later. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back, uh, to, uh, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch doing the debrief, you know, she left the party early and the henchmen are all pissed, uh, because they're getting slaughtered out there. Yeah. You know, like, like uh, <laughs> hatred does not share a box aversion to firearms. Yep. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like we're not used to this they're firing yep. weapons at us uh yep. and you know <laughs> dr mrs the monarch is like well you're wearing body armor well i had to buy it myself he had to pull a yep. he had to pull american troops in iraq 2003 you know just like just okay have to have Jarhead. to send it over i guess yeah so yep. he's he sold his uh he, he sold some of a star wars memorabilia but not everybody is able to do that like you, yep. you need to protect your men, right? And the wings are impractical. Yeah. Every doorway in the car, in the in the uh, cocoon tapers at the arch. <laughs> yeah, uh, very annoying. Yeah. You know, um, you know. She says, like, listen, you know, we're not going to do anything about the doors, you know, but we can look into the body armor. And twenty one says, no, I have something better, mm-hmm. and does a little PowerPoint yeah. uh, for the Mark V hench suit. Um, which is like a kind of power armor with like, you know, increases your strength and agility tenfold and stuff. <laughs> you get to see this little sizzle reel for it. Yeah. Um, the yeah. different kinds of ammo. Including uh, the pain onion. It. I like the pain <laughs> onion uh, quite a bit. And Dr. Mrs. Mark is like, that reminds me, you guys are using too much bandwidth. This <laughs> is like horrible. Uh, you know, 21 is like, you know, what the heck? And, and she's like, listen, we all know this is too expensive. Like yeah. we can't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the monarch flies in with his butter glider, uh, which he's like, look at this incredible, the best money I ever spent. It cost a fortune, but look at it. <laughs> he flies in, he's doing little tricks. Like he's showing yep. it off. Like it's a new dirt bike or whatever. It does look fun. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like I would instantly break both my ankles. Oh God. Yeah. On it. Uh, can, what would happen is I, I would fall backwards, skate, but dude. my feet would be locked yeah. in place. Yeah. <laughs> 
no, I would just it would it would flip upside down. I would break both my legs, and then it would just drag me against the street mm-hmm. uh, until yep. just it just wore away my head, then my torso, and then down to my down to my bloody nub shoes. <laughs> I would look like a Titanite demon. Like it would just shear my face smooth. <laughs> like just a, uh, just a big red crayon right down right down yeah. I seventy one. Yeah, yep. never give me a butter glider. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the henchmen are very pissed off at this. Obviously, they all mutter and leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Mo- Mrs. The Monarch is like, "What the heck is this? You know, why does it smell like French fries?" And it's because it's a lean, green, uh, <laughs> you know, killing machine. It mm-hmm. runs on biodiesel. Um, she says, "Like it is bad timing. This is bad morale for the henchmen." And she's like, "He's like, you don't worry about the henchmen morale. Mm-hmm. You know, you just command them." Yeah. Uh, when when you say jump, they got to say what shark, which is cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to be more ruthless. Uh, yeah. This in, turns up to actually be very bad advice. Oh yeah. 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 Well, the monarch is not very good at uh not not very good at taking care of his men. HR. Just just ask Speedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cut over, uh, Pete and Billy, they've been called in because whenever they need rogue medicine, uh, they, they, they get them here. I don't know what Pete's doing here, but, uh, oh, I know what Pete's He's a doing here. Technician. He's a computer technician. Yeah. So they're trying yeah. to look at him. He's also here to play Dr. House because he's been watching yeah. a lot of Dr. House reruns. Um, yeah, that's very cute. Yeah. yeah. But they're examining Rusty's body, and Hatred explains, yeah, you know, a lot of the wounds there, like, he didn't, like, get directly hit, but uh, after he fell unconscious, we took him to the hospital, uh, and I signed the consent form for the MRI without realizing how much shrapnel he had in his body. (laughs) It's not shrapnel. It's uh, when Billy reattached his arm. Yeah. Yeah, they they got the wrong shoulder for it, but it's, uh, yeah, and he's, uh, I love, he's like, he went jiffy pop in the MRI. Yep. It's like, that's an image. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this this episode's full of callbacks. Yeah. (laughs) So. Billy kind of plays coy about this, like, oh, that's not not my fault, you know, like, just like, in either case. Well, yeah. um, They they start going through different diagnoses, uh, diagnoses. Yes. Uh, um, they, they say, Hey, it's, you know, okay. So a stroke is obvious given his health, but what else is, uh, what else do we have? Uh, Dean suggests lazy face. Yeah. Uh, he's like, uh, <laughs> Dean, I'm sorry. I have to knock this out. And it's like, it's only a hypothesis. <laughs> it's just, just a hypothesis. It's just real. Just so sheepish. Poor, poor Dean. Uh, mm-hmm. Hank is a little bit more, a little bit more confident in himself because he says, uh, you know, every, every schoolboy knows, uh, you swallow gum. It takes 30, 30 years to digest. I always heard seven years, but we're going to play along. Uh, what I do love is that he says, yep, it's definitely the gum. Those chiclets are coming home to roost. That's very funny. <laughs> this is a great line. <laughs> what a, what a horrible gum chiclets are. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. It's like, oh, do you do you want gum that will instantly fall apart the moment you try and chew it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just small gum, lots of surface area. It's like if you want the candy coating more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, Billy says the only thing that they can do here is uh, shrink down a submarine and go into <laughs> to Rusty's body. Pete's like, oh, that old cliche, and he's like, it's not a cliche, it's a classic. Like, <laughs> Inner space is not a classic. Then why don't they don't have it on DVD? They do have it on DVD. <laughs> Well, I was cute. talking about the Fantastic Voyage anyway. Uh, very cute. Just, uh, that, that, that is so funny because like the Fantastic Voyage in inner space was like the original Deep Impact versus Armageddon, you know? Well, Fantastic Voyage came out in is an old, old movie in inner space is from the 90s. Is, is inner space from the 90s? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, inner, inner space is, uh, what's his head? Um, the Honey, uh, I Shrunk uh, the Kids uh, guy. Mm-hmm. And then one of the Quades. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's Dennis Quaid. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Fantastic Voyage is like 1966. I thought those. Yeah. I thought that those were closer. Oh no, huh. no, no, no! Fantastic Voyage is an old timey sci fi movie, like yeah. it, with the film adaptation of uh, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Gotcha. But, you know, okay. Yeah, uh, it was it, Inner it was... Spaces and the Batteries Not Included Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh inner space uh D- Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, and Meg Ryan. Huh. That's Martin a, Short, yeah, not uh not the other yeah, guy. Not, not uh um uh Zelensky, yeah. Um, uh, Rick the, the way I, I remember yeah. it is that uh Dennis Quaid, you know, driving around inside Martin Short's body makes him do a bunch of silly shit. Of like makes him like raise his hand and punch people and stuff yeah um so. i so i yeah i know that i've seen inner space but in my head all i can think of i believe it was there was an inner space attraction at like mgm studios in florida or something like that mm-hmm. it was either mgm or yeah. universal it was just like one of those immersive okay yeah yeah um no. but we went you know we went there and i thought it was interesting it's you know just real cool like aha but uh my brother chris uh, he got, it was like just a combination motion sick. And then also just really squicked out by the blood. Uh, he fainted. Mm. Uh, he had to be oh. taken, he had to be taken out of there and like, they had to give him orange slices and bottled water <laughs> to, like, to get, <laughs> to get him back together, you know, well, you know, so I, like I was like six or seven. So that would have made him 11 or 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris got an airspace. Yeah. Just yeah. uh, it made him a little. Uh, he was he, he was sensitive to it. So I just I always associate inner, inner space with that. I would be if I were inside a body. I'd be I'd be interested, but I would also be grossed out by a lot oh, of what's but, going on there. I mean, eldritch monstrosity. It's you know it's a yeah. contra level, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very life force. It's a little too life force for me. <laughs> um, Penetrabiter. What what is the 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 pal name for contra? Uh, Perturbator. Perturbator, yeah, it's something like that. It's it, Perturbator is a band. Oh, it's it's Probotector. Oh, Probotector. There we go. It. Yeah, yeah. Per, uh, uh, Pertur- um, per- Perturbator. That the, they were on a uh, uh, Hotline Miami, right? That's what yeah. I'm thinking about. Okay, Probotector. Yeah, yeah that's dumb. <laughs> um, we we get we cut over to our uh, Butter Glider song. Mm-hmm. You know this this dizzy song about how much he loves it. The the fun part of this is the abstract lyrics and forced rhymes. Yes. Um, he's, he's way into this butter glider. Yeah. Also, they're doing it kind of intentionally off key. The off meter part was just because of the direction stuff, but, uh, it does end yeah. up feeling very monarch, uh, just yeah. kind of how, how, how slipshot it is. Um, yeah. so the remaining protagonists, they, uh, go with Pete and white, uh, down to the submarine base and like, Oh, we have a, we, we have a submarine. And they raise a question. What do you need a submarine in the mountains for? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but no. there is that's a, why Rusty sold it. Yeah, there's what they think. Yeah, they're the, like there is a sub bay, but it's empty. But as they're about to go find something else, a Sphinx sub surfaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, okay, we need to use this. They come over and check with Hunter, and Hunter uh, Brock is saying we should do this, and Hunter's refusing him. Yeah, you know, we're we're not here to fight the fucking cavity creeps <laughs> and, and have you shrink down. You should just wipe their memories. You know, like you do every time. And he's like, we we can't keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're getting buggy, uh, you know, and to prove it. He's like, Dean, what day is it? Sagittarius. <laughs> Good. <laughs> now, Hank, funny. what color is my tongue? It's kind of Wednesday, like a light Wednesday. <laughs> like, uh, I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Hunter relents, but makes him do it. You know, he's like, okay, you have to lead the mission. Mm-hmm. And Hatred's like, just just a second here, quit Brock blocking me. You know, I'm the bodyguard. Yes. And you're constantly doing this. Yeah. 
Um, and Brock very candidly says, well, you're a bodyguard, right? Well, you got to stay out here and guard his body. Yeah. You're yeah. doing the most important job, you know, Bubba. <laughs> you know, if if nobody works the door at the at the uh, for the play, nobody's going to get in yeah, to see pull it. Up, so pull up, in pull a way, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so it's like, hey, travel size them. Yeah. Um, so they they shrink them down with the shrink ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, there's a great little bit in the commentary where they're like, they got a lot of shit about the shrink ray, but now that they have a mind eraser, all mm-hmm. things are good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes. Yeah, if you want to make a shrink ray okay, just put in a mind cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the boys are in the sub with Brock and Shoreleave, and they're just reciting lines from the Operation commercial. Brock says, mm-hmm. boys, that stopped being funny 20 minutes ago. And Hank, again, very confidently, confidence asking Hank is great, he says, it'll come around if we keep doing it. <laughs> and it kind of does, because Shoreleave joins in. Yep. Uh, there, it's very cute. <laughs> Um, out in the lab, uh, Billy and Pete are making bets on what the cause is, you know, tumor versus, versus blood clot. Mm-hmm. And Dean thinks that when they're down there, they're going to find a new uncle again, <laughs> uh, again, call back stuff. Yeah. Um, they roll up on their, uh, obstruction and they, they're radio and Hank's like, I was right. It was gum. Yeah. Uh, so cute. Big gloopy thing in the, uh, in, in, in a blood vessel. It's a, it's a blood clot. Uh, it's a, you know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an embolism, you know, just a, a guy got obstructed, shut off part of his brain. Um, so they're going to have to go out and use uh, use ray guns uh, to dissolve it. But as they do, like, you know, they they get rid of the first uh, they get rid of the first layer of grime and they realize that it's something metal, uh, it's something big mm-hmm. and metal. Uh oh, Dean points out <laughs> it's the X3. Uh, Rusty didn't sell it. Uh, uh, it's in his body, and there are two skeletons and Hank and and Hank and Dean clothes in the pilot seats. And Brock says, yeah. "Oh, so that's what happened to the sevens." <laughs> I, I, I love Dean being like, "Brock, what's that?" Because it's such a scary thing to see a skeleton dressed just like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is so good and terrifying. Um, yeah, this is. I love the idea of them like, "We'll we'll shrink down and get inside Pop," mm-hmm. you know, and just like going about and doing this thing. Uh, yeah. I would like to have seen that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they starved to death. Yeah, because uh, they had because like, they left the parking brake on. <laughs> As we'll discover. So, I love when Hank, Hank says, can I drive? That's not a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, very good. Um, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch goes to get into bed with uh, the regular uh, Mr. The Monarch, mm-hmm. but uh, he's spooning the butter glider. <laughs> and, she just uh, tries to climb in and she like stubs her toe on it. And she tri- yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard uh, and metal. Like, what the hell is this? Uh, and he's yeah. tra- he immediately turns into like a jealous Lifetime movie husband. Like, you never understood us. Yeah, he's he's really obsessed with this, and again, it makes a little bit more sense when you think of this as like kind of a symbol, yes, of you know uh, a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, "Fine, you can keep it. You can keep your stupid glider." Uh, he tells the glider she didn't mean that, <laughs> um, and she goes down to the uh, cantina in in a femme fatale kind of disguise. Yeah, uh, the bartender hands her a drink which she didn't order, and it's like he ordered it for you, and it's twenty one. Yeah, over there. Twenty-one's like, uh, wait, I didn't order that. Uh, Twenty-four did. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's still doing the thing where he can't not respond to twenty-four. Right, right. Which, uh, I'm glad they they stopped doing that eventually. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's really it's the same joke every time. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, she comes over. Um, she doesn't want to. You know, she's uh, twenty-four. Thinks that uh, she's hitting on him. She's basically just kind of you know, comrade 
You know, this is a little bit like that conversation I felt with uh, Dr. Venture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's like, uh, I got to get away from the monarch for a little bit. You know how he gets. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and, you know, like 21 is reluctant about all this. He thinks like, oh, gosh, I just I can't I can't face her down because of how how she shot down the uh, the armor, per, the armor proposal. Right. But mm-hmm. that that opens up again, um, uh, you know, with as 24 is interrupting him, talking tell, talk about how much he's into it, um, says, OK, um, you know, the only thing that the monarch you know, is more obsessed with than the butter glider is Dr. Venture. So we need you to go get Dr. Venture. Is you know, do, do, do you think that's something you can do for me? Which is really fun because 24 is saying, mm-hmm. oh, she wants you to sleep with her so the monarch will be jealous. And that's kind of what she wants him to do. <laughs> it, it's, it, she is she is invoking his jealousy. Yeah. You know, uh, 2021 says, uh, I don't know. Some of the guys are talking about going on strike. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to be down for that and she's like well maybe they should she yeah. gets an idea yeah um <laughs> we we cut over uh they remove the the uh x3 so rusty's face undroops and he kind of starts moving a little bit mm-hmm. um at the same thing that time this happens the motion detector shows up he thinks it's somebody from sphinx who locked themselves out so he goes out like it's nothing yeah um dean says that the story doesn't add up why would someone steal our clothes and then steal the submarine and then shrink themselves down and go inside pop (laughs) yeah (laughs) brock's just like uh enough with the questions it's what happened okay yeah (laughs) um where they reveal that they died because they left the parking brake on (laughs) um hatred goes out to investigate the signal and it's an army of the monarch's henchmen uh, he tries to to kind of big dog him with with guild rules. He's like, well, you know, you're going to have to try another time. Yeah. Uh, we have a medical emergency, and according to guild rules, you can't can't attack during this. Twenty one says, you know, that's going to be a problem because we're actually not with the monarch. We're on strike. Yeah, and they all take off their masks. Uh, one thing I thought about with this, and this is me not, I'm not trying to cinemasins this. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't it seem like them all taking off their mask and being unaffiliated would uh, Sphinx would come out and kill them? Uh, yeah, it does seem like that would uh, be the exact way because that's precisely what Sphinx uh, uh, operates to, to, to do to stop. And and I could see like if Sphinx wasn't on the compound, it yeah. being like, well, you know, they have to inform Sphinx and stuff. But Sphinx mm-hmm. is literally right there. It's right there, and really only Brock and Shoreleave are occupied or Brockupied. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brockupy Wall Street. <laughs> 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 Brockupy Waldeen. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that seems to be the case. I guess it just, it just happens so quick, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, I just, I feel like hatred should have called them. Mm-hmm. And maybe he didn't want to because of resentment. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he runs away as he's getting fired with darts, um, puts the comp on a lockdown, you know, manages to, uh, to bring down the shutters. <laughs> and helper pops up from behind in his walking eye form. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we think that he's going to be attacking them, but they immediately intimidate him into hacking the shutters open. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. rip off his gun and put it to his own head. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love hatred's speedball. Uh, yeah, cause, cause was really good. He rushes into the rushes into the, into the uh, lab where you just do completely pincushioned by the uh, by these darts, and he uh, he pulp fictions himself. So he gives himself uh, uh, an injection of epinephrine right in the heart. And he says, "I might be having a heart attack. I'm overweight, over fifty, and I'm speedballing trank darts and pure adrenaline." And he's shaking and just waving his pistol around. 
I don't, I, I never, I don't like being around guns. Yeah. Uh, the joke of somebody just wildly waving a pistol around always uh, gets me. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know, see Frank uh, from it's always sunny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frank <laughs> hatred here. Uh-huh. The uh, birthday boys, star Wars sketch. <laughs> we're just like, you bastards just <laughs> waving guns around, firing them. Wildly. Uh, it's very funny to me. Yeah. Um, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch does her plan. She radios the Monarch saying 21 rogue. Uh, he said something about how the Monarch isn't man enough to do it himself to, to attack Venture. You know, <laughs> so uh, he's having a picnic with his butter glider <laughs> on top of the observatory, but this pulls him out. I, I just love he has the plaid blanket and the basket yeah. and everything. He's feeding it snacks. <laughs> oh, incredibly good. Uh, but, he, but he hops on and, uh, and, and, and rides out. Uh, they get the uh, they get the shutters open on uh, hatred frantically orders everybody into the uh, in, into the panic room. Monarch swoops down uh, and gives 21 his mask back like, OK, you know, game game's over. You know, let's finish yeah. this. No. You're a henchman. Don't forget it. Hench for life, um, right? Yeah. Uh, hatred is not trying to wheel the chair and he's trying to pull Rusty yeah. uh, just bodily through this, which is causing uh, his bloodstream to go all crazy endangering you know the people who are inside the boys uh, the, the different subs mm-hmm. you know um rusty ends up tranking or uh yeah rusty ends up tranking hatred again no it's the monarch uh, yeah oh, oh, the monarch yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. I, comes, I was wrong. trying to remember it whether because at some point soon rusty's gonna start like doing the inner space thing yes. and moving around because of things that's happening in his brain it's mm-hmm. confused me yeah the monarch comes in tranks hatred knocks him out um i love this uh the monarch being like you're not hank and dean <laughs> to billy and you know, Pete, which, like, of course they are, right. you know. <laughs> right, yeah. I love Pete's line. Uh, Due to a medical emergency, the parts of Hank and Dean will be played by Pete White and Billy Quizboy. Uh, like, it's a, like a Broadway play or something like that. Um, and yeah. I, I love this. I love this character beat before the monarch tranks them. Um, he asked, like, wait a minute, didn't you go to state? Like, just, just like, yeah. I, I, I recognize you. Like, oh, you had that uh, that radio show, The White Chamber, The White uh, white Noise. So the, the white, ro- yeah. white Room. Oh, it's a small. Oh, yeah, funny I still, used to listen to you. Yeah. You know, I love the monarch used to be kind of a fan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, and I would have listened to the White Room. It would have been full of like Depeche Mode and Susie and the Banshees and shit. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he's like, you know, small money, small funny world. You know, but he tranks him anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, he tries to wake up Rusty, and this is where the X twenty three crashes, or the X three crashes into his brain, and he sits up and punches him. <laughs> he just proposed stuff. a weird crossover. If the X twenty three crashed into his brain, oh boy! <laughs> yeah. uh, if the Venture Brothers ran for like a hundred seasons, eventually they do an X twenty three, maybe you know, knockoff character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's a pretty deep bench. Yeah, just a little clone you know? of Brock. Yeah. No. Oh man, with knives in her feet. <laughs> uh, the clone of Brock would look like um, the bully daughter from The Simpsons. It would. With the poindextrin. Yeah, with that hair. God, that that, that just literally. Why is that always coming up? It's not a great episode. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Second yeah. time this week. I know we've we've recorded yeah. a lot this week, but we have not wrapped around that our Simpsons reference wheel back to Poindextros again. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps coming up. It's relevant in a surprising number of situations. <laughs> oh um, gosh. Uh yeah, but the X-ray uh, crashes, uh, you know, causes a synapse, and then you know, he sits up and you know, punches him. And like, oh, you're gonna fight, huh? Uh, yeah. And so Monarch ropes Rusty Rusty up and like flies away with his limp and her body tracking behind the butter glider. I, I love the ending of this so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is so again, you know, 
as as I watch more of these episodes, I'm paying more attention. Uh, I'm slowly transitioning to a Jackson guy mm-hmm. in terms of episodes. And this is the kind of reason why. Mm-hmm. Like, this episode doesn't just end. It ends with a really cool visual, like, surreal visual and action climax. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel like, oh, like, time episode end now. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, Hatred wakes up, you know, as they're flying out, and he gets the idea to shoot Rusty with the grow function, growing everybody. Mm-hmm. So the tank back to normal spy size. But we get this image of gigantic Rusty in his underwear, like Giant Man. Yep. Uh, crashing Monarch to the ground. And it just looks incredible. Yeah. Like, I, I, he's, he, he's, cool. co- he's colossal. He's like, he is as big as the compound. Um, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Sphinx sub, uh, you know, falls from the tear duct, right? And as it's about to land on the Monarch, we cut to credits. Um, I love the rusty-shaped imprint on the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Um, the post credit scene, you know, because there's still uh, Brock is still in there. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't make it up to the tear duct for instra- extraction. Um, the, uh, so they're trying to find him. Dean is describing, and Pete White is using a little scanner uh, here. Yeah. Um, you know, he's describing a, a kind of Wednesday meat lily. Uh, you mean, you means pink. Yeah. It turns out they're in the prostate. So Billy, uh, gives Pete some lube and a rubber glove to jerk Rusty off <laughs> to make them come out his sons. Yep. Uh, for the Again, second time. Once more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty foul. Yeah. Like I, I would prefer not to come out of anybody's dick. I mean, if I can help it, you know, I mean, no. I'm not naive enough to say it'll never happen, but no, no, no. I mean, there's a wild fucking world, man. Yeah. Like, you never know if you're going to get shrunk down and put into cum. <laughs> Could happen to the best of us. <laughs> Boom, you wake up one day. <laughs> yeah. You wake up tomorrow, shrunk down in somebody's cum. Yep. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, this is a good, fun episode. It's it, it's tight. Oh. I like I like competent hatred. You know, mm-hmm. he, do, he, he does a good job in this. We get Brock back. Uh, some very yep. good Brock lines. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. like this is, this is good Monarch content as well. You know, like his, yeah. uh, like you, you, you unlocked that for me. I like, I literally thought that was just him being, you know, a little, a little bit wacky, you know? Yeah. A little a, random. Yeah. But, uh, but no, that motivation like makes this, yeah, just a, a, a much better. And I, I dig this. It's yeah. a really good, uh, kind of, uh, like half premiere, right? Let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a. I think that they are doing the the monarch gets disillusioned with the various parts of his life plot too many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I'm watching them in short succession, yeah. right? Like, it feels like he's consistently like, "Uh, this isn't what villainy is." Uh, there's too much bureaucracy. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, he's kind of like a whiny little baby. Yeah, he's like very sensitive <laughs> uh, to the, these winds of change here, and you can only do the crisis for the monarch so many times. And apparently the original version of this would have introduced a lot of marital strife. Yeah. Uh, and it yeah. Out as a much longer argument mm-hmm. they had. I'm glad that got cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it starting to feel like the monarch's plots are a little bit running in place. Like mm-hmm. the, what's there is really good. Yeah. But he needs to move. And, and I, and he doesn't really get, you know, that happens through all of season five. It doesn't really, you know, come out of that spiral until the uh, blue morpho stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm happy that they cut that out because I like, I like the monarch and Dr. Girlfriend's, you know, fundamental relationship, like their marriage being good. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that they work together is, 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 I think is important to their character, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, it's the other stuff that gets in the way, you know, it is this kind of like professional resentment and jealousy and kind of the mismatch in their management styles, which pops up here. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's 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 a very good episode. Yeah. Uh the in the, the next you know next few ones are all good. Like this yeah. is a this is a fun good season. Mm-hmm. So excited. Um if you like the show, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. We would appreciate it. You can also uh, leave us a rating review on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict. Yes, you can. Uh, if you have any friends who like the Venture Brothers, please go ahead and do that. Uh, talk mm-hmm. about us on social media. You know, it's uh, the, 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 it feels forced asking that. But, uh, you know, honestly, our, uh, you know, word of mouth is the only way that we can grow. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, helps. It, it, it really does. Uh, it does. So thank you to everybody who helped spread the word. Absolutely. Uh, we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, go, go team, team venture. venture.